This is How to Become a Pro Wrestler, the podcast. Where we teach you the skills you need to go from your living room to the main event. What's up, guys? Welcome back to How to Become a Pro Wrestler, the podcast, where we teach you the skills you need to go from your living room to the main event. My name is John, and as always, I'm sitting here with Aaron. Aaron, how are you, man? John, I'm doing awesome today, man. Once again, I am excited to be here getting another podcast uh, going and giving some people some great information. That's right. That's right, man. I'm very excited as well. So right off the bat, Before we get into what we're doing today, head on over to Facebook, type in How to Become a Pro Wrestler in the search bar, join our private group where you can hear about all our podcasts and all the discussions going on about each and every episode. So today we are revisiting a very popular topic. If you have not listened to the previous episodes on this subject, please go back, find those and listen as well. But today we're going to do the do's and don'ts of pro wrestling part Three. That's right. Part three. So there are two previous episodes that relate to this one. Go back, listen to all of them. There's some great information, some great tips in each and every one. So there's lots of small tips and tricks that can help you stay ahead in the world of pro wrestling. We have talked about many of them right here on this podcast. Like I said, please go back and listen. And there are tons more. So I just want to hit a few more today and really give you guys some good information to, to let you get ahead of things that I had to learn on the fly, that a lot of guys have to learn on the fly, but that's what we're here for. We're here to give you that info so you can have it ahead of time, plan, prepare, succeed, and do all the things you need to do to get ahead. So, I want to go back and talk about something. Now, we've done an entire episode over the ins and outs of cutting a promo in pro wrestling, but here's something very important that we briefly mentioned on that episode, but I really want to emphasize right here. Do... Practice your promos in front of a mirror. Now, I'm not saying verbatim you need to memorize a speech and sit there and deliver it to yourself in the mirror, although sometimes that is the case and it does help. I'm saying if you are coming up with mannerisms or catchphrases or one-liners or whatever you think you're going to be saying on a regular basis, I want you to look into a mirror I want you to say that as if you were saying it to a crowd of people. And I want you to look at your face. I want you to look at your eyes, your cheeks, your jaw. What are you doing as you deliver this? And do it so many times that you get comfortable with it so you can start noticing what are you doing with your hands while you do this. This is something that a lot of guys take for granted. They think about these promos and maybe they even remember, memorize, get the speech down pat. And then they get in the ring and they do it. And when they go back and watch it, they're like, oh man, I was... You know, I was cracking my knuckles the whole time I was in there. It looks so funny. Or like I had a hand in my pocket the whole time. God, why did I do that? Or I was fidgeting with this or fidgeting with that or playing with my belt or or my jacket, my shirt, whatever. You got to watch yourself. You got to know. Maybe you're trying to cut a scathing, mean, bad guy, heel promo. And you look in the mirror and you're watching yourself doing it and you're like, oh, crap. Maybe I should have like a mean expression while I do this. It's, it's, It's overlooked so often. I can't say it enough. You need to watch yourself in the mirror. Do not wait until you're in the ring before you start firing off all these things without knowing exactly how you look. And again, we cut a lot of promos on the fly in wrestling. I'm not saying you got to memorize these things ahead of time. I'm saying you need to know what your character looks like in his facial expressions while he's talking about 
a particular subject. So a good example that I have, um, if you've ever listened to Chris Jericho, he has a great podcast. He always talks about his WWE debut. It was, it, it's amazing. It's one of the greatest moments that I've ever experienced live in pro wrestling was when Chris Jericho debuted in the WWF. And he goes on at length when you get him talking about it, about how awesome it was and how, yeah, most people loved it, but he can't even stand to watch it. He hates even looking at it because he did these ridiculous cartoon character facial expressions the whole time and he he thought he was being larger than life he was trying to channel something you know maybe maybe say he's trying to channel like a macho man or an ultimate warrior or something where they had the the crazy looks and the outrageous expressions and as he's doing his promo you know in hindsight looking back at it he's like wow like the things i was saying did not match up at all with the way i was acting and it's very hard for me to watch. It's 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 like a, it's like interviewing the wrong person for a job that that maybe has the right answers, but like you can tell they don't actually. Maybe they've just they're they're lying on their resume. You know what I mean? Like that's kind of how he felt about his debut promo in WWE, and he quickly changed it. So, but that's a great one that I always like to point out to guys. Hey, John, I have a question. On yeah, that. what's up? So. Do you think practicing the promos in the mirror, is that something that guys maybe just don't think about? Or is it something where maybe they feel just weird doing it? Yeah. So, uh, you know, how, what what's... I think that all of the above. I think that, like, guys definitely feel like it's a weird thing sometimes to... to now, I think the longer you're in wrestling, the more you realize it's something that you have to do. But um, And you get totally comfortable. The longer you're in wrestling, the more comfortable you get with outrageous things. Because it's an outrageous industry. And that's fine. That's what we're in here for. But when you're first getting into it, you, you may think, you know, you're too cool or, or, or it's just weird. It's something I've never done before. But, you know, the wrestling itself is something you've never done before. So you've just got to get used to all these different things. And it's no different than, like, if I tried to relate it to, like, like bodybuilding when, when guys are posing in the mirror, you know, before they go on stage to pose. You need to know what your body's going to do. Like, oh, crap, I've been you know, trying to show off my abs by leaning forward, but really I needed to stand up tall and then they pop like crazy. Mm -hmm. So maybe that message that you're trying to deliver would go off better if you opened your eyes big and stared at somebody in the front row and really connected with them instead of looking down at your hands or wearing sunglasses the whole time. Now that's another thing. That's another good example that just kind of popped in my head. But Bret Hart always talked about how he eventually came to the, to the conclusion that he had to wear sunglasses when he did promos because his eyes did not do what he wanted them to do, or they weren't doing what he thought that they were doing. And so uh, eventually he was like, you know what, I'm just going to wear sunglasses every time I talk. Yeah. And he did it. And you go back, watch, I mean, it's not a 100%, but 90% of the Bret Hart promos you go back and watch, he's going to have those purple sunglasses on. And that's great. They became a trademark, and yeah. he started giving those out to kids at ringside. Mm -hmm. Like, it all ties together. So... Those are things you got to learn about yourself. And it's going to take some trial and error, and you're probably going to go in the ring and make a few mistakes and then correct in hindsight. But you're going to make way less mistakes if you spend some time in front of a mirror actually watching yourself, watching your hands, your body, your shoulders, your body language, your eyes, your mouth, how you express yourself, all those great things. So that's right, guys. Do your promos in front of a mirror. Moving right on. Here we go. So I want you to do know when to let go of a move or a characteristic. Sometimes in wrestling, you have to let go. And I'm going to dive into what that means because it's a variety of different things. On one level, it means 
you're going to try a move. You're going to try something cool you saw, something you saw from Japan, something you saw from Europe, or something you saw on TV that you want to try now in your local show, and you know it's not going to go right. I'm not saying somebody's going to get hurt. That's hopefully not. That's worst case scenario. Nobody's going to get hurt, but maybe it just doesn't look good. Maybe it just looks bad. Maybe you're like, hey, boy, I love Ric Flair. I'm going to do the figure four. And then you do it, and you're like, crap, I don't really know how to do this move right. <laughs> and maybe even, maybe even you do know how to do the move right, but it just doesn't fit you. It just doesn't fit. And a lot of times you are going to have to learn this in the ring, probably most of the times. But that's okay. You learn it in the ring, and then you have to get comfortable with letting it go. If it doesn't work, it's okay to let it go. Don't get so tied down and attached to something that it defines your character. Don't be like, well, I want to wrestle, so I have to do the Stone Cold Stunner. I have to do it because that's my favorite move. I want to do that. That's, all, that's why I'm in wrestling. But no matter what, it just doesn't look good. Maybe your timing is always off, and eventually you've practiced it and practiced it and practiced it, and you realize it's not really just a timing issue. It's, it's just not a good fit for you. It's like a bad pair of pants, a bad pair of shoes. It just doesn't fit, and you got to let it go and find something that does fit because I promise you wrestling is so versatile. There's plenty of stuff out there for you to try and fall in love with that will fit you awesome. So there's all kinds of things you have to do out there. So don't continue playing a role that you are not relating to. So this also goes with your character. Now, we've talked in the past as well. Sometimes you're going to have to do what promoters ask of you. Sometimes a promoter is going to ask you to do a specific thing, um, and, and it may not be the most comfortable thing for you, but you are there to do a job, so you do it. You, you're paid to do a job, so you do what they ask. But also, and I'll relate back to a story that I told a few episodes ago. I talked about how I really wanted to try out barking in a promo. I was going to make that part of my character. You know, Rick Steiner always barked. Junkyard Dog barked. I wanted to bark because I just, oh, it's so cool. What if I could get the fans all barking as well? I didn't believe it, though. When I would do it, I would feel so foolish, and I tried and tried, and I finally realized, like, I'm not believing this, and that's why the fans aren't buying into it either, and I really need to let this go. So I, I, I let it go. I moved on. I found different catchphrases, different things that fans loved and bought right into that worked immediately because I believed in them, and I had to let that go. So you can't just keep playing that role if you're not relating to it. I mean, at, at some point, you have to grow. You have to change. You have to find what does fit you just like the actual move itself performing a move that's dangerous or underwhelming. You know, not all moves are for you. Not all character roles are for you either. So you've got to experiment. You've got to find out which ones actually work for you. I mean, that's just like, um, that's, that's just like stunning Steve Austin becoming Stone Cold. You know, yeah. it's just like Rocky Maivia becoming The Rock. Like, where you start is not where you have to stay. It, you, can you can change, you can transform, you can grow in the world of pro wrestling, and, and it's encouraged. You should. It's the best thing in the world when fans start believing because you're believing. So, guys, head on over to Facebook, go to the search bar, type in how to become a pro wrestler, join our private Facebook group, tell me about these topics that we just talked about and the one that I'm about to talk about, and let me know what you'd like to hear in the future on this podcast, let me know what you thought about the previous episodes, and also in that group you'll be able to talk to your peers, talk to your coaches, and learn about anything, any project we have coming up in the future. All right, moving right along, one more topic for today's podcast, I want to talk about respecting your referee. Do respect your referee at all times. Do not treat the referee like he's an idiot. Imagine, imagine you're watching football on TV, right? And there is just a blank, obvious call that everyone 
even people that don't watch football religiously know that, like, oh, obviously. And a football player runs up to him and is like, oh, no, you're wrong. We're going to do it this way. And then just walks off and expects it to be done that way. Mm -hmm. I see referees in wrestling treated like that so much. I see – here's a, another example of, like, making a referee look foolish is when a wrestler grabs a referee by the shoulder, points off into the crowd somewhere and goes, hey, look at that. And when the referee looks, that he turns around and pokes his opponent in the eye or something. It's funny. It's cute. Back in the day, it worked. But today, in today's world where MMA is so so prevalent and, and referees are so important in keeping the action safe and keeping the athletes safe in the ring and whatnot, you have to treat your pro wrestling referee the exact same way. They are the authority in the ring. And you have to treat them as the authority of the ring. Do not make them seem foolish. All that does is cheapen all the rules that we lay in play in the ring. You know, all, all the rules from having the having the, the five count against the ropes and the one, two, three count for the pinfall and the, yeah. the tap out, all these things. If you keep making your referee seem foolish, there's no reason for him to even be there. Always treat your referee with respect. When the referee calls for the break, use the break. If you're the bad guy, you give him a dirty look, but you don't shove him. You don't rough him up. I mean, imagine doing that in a realistic sport. That's the thing about pro wrestling. We're trying to make it as realistic as possible because that's when it's the best. It's the best when everyone believes it, gets lost in it, and enjoys it. And the referee is the third man in the ring. A lot of times you're going to hear that it takes two to tango as far as a one-on-one -on -one pro wrestling match goes. It actually takes three. The referee is just as important as the other two guys. And a great referee will make a great match even better. And I, I've been there. I have some favorite referees out there that I absolutely love, and, and I work with them as often as possible. I'm the guy that will get to a show, get to the locker room, see that my favorite referee is there, and go, hey, you got my match, right? And, and you treat them with respect, and that also goes back to the whole introducing yourself to everyone once you get to the building. Yeah. You better be friendly and happy with everyone, including your referees. If you ever treat referees with disrespect in the locker room, like, they're not as important as the actual performers. You're not going to get very far in pro wrestling. These guys are just as important to you. They're there learning their craft, learning their trade. They were trained to do their job just like you were trained to do yours. And you've got to treat them with just as much respect as you would your peers in the locker room as well. And, John, at all these indie shows that I've been to, mm -hmm. at least around here in Oklahoma, it's usually the same few referees. Mm -hmm. So that that's definitely important if you're going to see the guy again at the next show. That, uh, Absolutely. That Build a relationship with these yeah. guys, just like you would the wrestlers. I mean, you're going to be making tours, you know, just like any other sport or whatnot, where you're traveling around and occasionally you're going to run into the same person. And if you're working in the same area, primarily, you know, if you're working in like a tri-state area or something, you're going to see a lot of the same guys, a lot of the same referees, a lot of the same security guards and camera people, photographers. These people all need to be treated with respect. But the referee, super important because he is in the middle of the ring with you. So treat them with respect at all times, in the ring and in the locker room. And I hadn't thought about this until mm -hmm. you just started talking about the referees, but I actually, thinking about it, I have a referee that I enjoy the most. Oh, really? The match is going on. I don't know what his name is, Yeah, but his matches seem yeah, yeah. to be better. And um, I, I like him as ref versus some of the other ones. Sure. And it was just one of your points is that some of the refs don't seem to mm – -hmm. Maybe this needs to be how to be a referee in pro wrestling. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but they don't seem to express their authority right. well, and they're just kind of in there right. and you know, not doing a good job. And this guy's just really good, and he's there for a purpose and taking control and you know, making sure everyone's there's there's a, there's a lot of times that 
sometimes a wrestler who is just getting into wrestling or maybe someone who's having a hard time getting his foot in as an actual wrestler will, will kind of get get stuck in a referee role. And I don't really like that. Now, I'm okay with it happening occasionally, but here's the thing. This goes back to exactly what I was talking about earlier with promos and character development. If you have a guy who has his entire heart and soul set on being a wrestler and something's going wrong and it's not working for him, so you're forcing him to be a referee, his heart's not really there. It's not. He's not really in that role playing it to its fullest because he wants to be a wrestler. And the problem with that is there are referees out there that are super passionate about being a referee. Yeah. And I've met and worked with a number, numerous ones of those people, and they are phenomenal at their job. And they take it super seriously, and those are the ones that you really just love to watch because they, they're performing a craft as much as you are as a, as a professional wrestler. They're out there doing their job as a professional referee. And um, you can really, really tell the difference between the guys that are kind of just – you know, uh, playing a role versus the guys that are actually there to do their job. Yeah, hundred so, percent. Yeah, absolutely. And it makes yeah. it makes a much better match, much better performance, and overall better quality product to have those referees that really treat it well. And those people are, are going to treat it even better if you, the wrestler, are treating them with respect. Yeah, so, absolutely. So, man, John, great information again. Mm-hmm. I really like this. I know it was a little short. Yeah, uh, the content was great absolutely. on there. So we have you know do practice your promos in front of a mirror, mm-hmm. and then you have that you do uh, do know when you need to let go of a move or a characteristic, and do respect your referee at all times. Absolutely, guys. I hope you enjoyed today's topics. Um, please head back over to Facebook. Go to the search bar. Type in how to become a pro wrestler. Join our private Facebook group. Please talk about any of these subjects that we yeah. talked about today. you have any opinions on that? Do you have your favorite referees? Throw them out there. I'd love to know them. love to meet them. Local referees, TV referees, whatever you got. I, I want to know. you have a great experience that you've had with a referee or, or, or have you met, known anybody? Please let us know. Or any of the other subjects. Have you ever had to let go of a move? Or is there someone you know that you think needs to let go of a move? Yeah. Do, you, do you practice your promos in front of a mirror? You know, what do you need to be looking for? You want to go even more specific? Reach out to us on that group. Let us know what your thoughts and opinions were on that. But all right, guys, thank you for listening to How to Become a Pro Wrestler, the podcast where we take teach you the skills that you need to go from your living room to the main event. We will catch you next time. And don't wait for your opportunity. Take it. <laughs>